0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad. Uh, this is our last show, of course, uh, together for a week. We're in Jamaica next week. Uh, Kelsey Campbell Campbell uh, will be taking over the show next week, so treat her nicely. Um, but so well, there's a lot of things we want to get through because you know it's we only have a few more hours together. I wanted to talk about, and I know we did. We talked about the police and their, uh, the change in the laws that allow police officers to demand a sample of your breath from your home. Mm. And there's been pushback to it, and people have anticipated that it will be challenged in court. Which well, I'm we sure had the
1: lawyer on from Acumen Law out of right. Vancouver saying, you know, just just wait, tickety talk, right? But raise the concern, raise that big flag over something that he thought a lot of people probably missed was about. Again, the two-hour window.
0: Right, and this was the part of the legislation that, for whatever reason, didn't get a lot of play. And uh, but it's it, what it's meant to do is uh, to eliminate the bolus drinking defense, which is um, where you are observed to be what they believe to be uh, drinking and driving, but you're, you manage to get yourself home or to a bar mm-hmm. and consume alcohol before they can test you, and the defense is that. You don't know when I went over the limit, though. It could have been that last drink, Mm -hmm. right? So in order to plug that hole, they've come up with this. um, But the pushback's been... (laughs) been pretty big from everybody.
1: Yeah, Yeah, the new law eliminates that defense, making it illegal to be at or over the limit within two hours of being behind the wheel. And the concern would be that, you know, someone sees you leaving a restaurant, let's say, and um, calls the police and they show up on your doorstep within those two hours. Maybe you've gone home and had a couple of more drinks um, and you're forced to blow um, at that point and Who knows what the results could be.
0: And the defense of the law from police officers that I've seen here in Edmonton, and uh, I know the chief police in Vancouver spoke uh, to it. I know a police chief out in the Maritimes, I want to say Moncton, but it might have been Halifax, spoke to it as well. And basically the defense falls along the lines of this. Or, or I shouldn't say the defense, but the justification of the law falls along the lines of this that, listen, it's nothing to worry about because uh, in Vancouver it was, we don't have the personnel uh, to be knocking on everyone's door, so don't worry about it, it's not going to happen. Other defenses are, well, listen, you know, you'd have to do something really bad Mm -hmm. for us to even want to knock on your door. but I, you know what, I, it doesn't help me sleep easier.
1: Well, EPS Sergeant Rob Davis um, telling 630Chad that if the police show up at your door, you know, we're talking about this two mm-hmm. hour thing, uh, EPS Sergeant Rob Davis says if the police show up at your door, they probably have a good reason to be there.
0: So when that wrong message gets out, it gets traction and it gets put out there. But um, no, that is not the law that people will just, police are going to randomly come to your home and provide a breast sample. That has not uh been changed and uh the standard rules apply
1: so that's what he says sergeant davis says i guess you know the question is you know and he says well they they obviously they'd have to have good reason to be there well what's that good reason and where's that line who sets those good reasons that's the problem
0: because and i believe the sergeant to be honest with you and i believe the police chiefs who say they don't have the resources i believe All of them. I'm not questioning what they're saying. I I believe that to be true. I still don't like it. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, to exaggerate the point, if there was a law in the books that said, we don't need a search warrant to enter your home if we have reason to believe there's a criminal act taking place, um, but we wouldn't do it. We don't have the manpower to just go door to door, or we'd have to have good reason. Okay, those are good, but you're still vulnerable to not having good reason, Mm -hmm. because good reason has not been defined. And I don't want it sitting there. And if you're not going to exercise that right, why do we have, why do you need that right? You know what I mean? Like why does that need to be on the books then if it's something you're not going to use? So if you were to define for me, and and I don't know how you do that, right? So how do you, well, listen, it was reported that you were driving erratically by whom? And what's your definition of erratic? And because I would assume if a police officer spotted me driving erratically, I'm getting pulled over before like I get yeah, home. Yeah. My fear is still the same. That somebody maliciously calls in, says, I saw this car all over the road. Um, I, I believe they're drunk, and I saw him go into his home. Uh-huh. Is that reasonable now? Can a police officer reasonably believe that and how do we know who's the authority then on what what, what I was doing, the, my ex-wife? Is it her? Yeah, like, is it, it my neighbor who doesn't you know, like me? Yeah, you the
1: lawyer that we that spoke with didn't worry so much about that. He didn't worry about, about that. that. Um, I, I suspect there's a lot more folks out there that are worrying ab- about it. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens when it's challenged for the first time. Which I think. it will be. Oh, it's, immediately. The, yep. the first it, the first time it happens, yep. it will be. Just like the first time that something is used on the whatever, the Dragor 500 <laughs> yeah. thing the pot challenge, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they will be challenged, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, and again, it was just one of those
0: items where that was not what everybody was up in arms about because they weren't even aware of it for mm. the most part. What What they were up in arms about was a police officer being able to demand a sample while you're driving. And I feel like with no...
1: Well, for no reason.
0: For no reason. And I feel like, isn't that sufficient? And I almost wonder if the law is written to be knocked down so that we go, okay, all right. They can, let's reset yeah, here. Let's, yeah, we can, uh, we'll give our breath sample if we're driving. Okay, we'll give you that. But if you take this law out, this mm. go to your house and demand a, law, uh, a sample of your breath two hours after driving, and now just focus on what we are originally, I feel like it's almost like <laughs> smoke and mirrors here. Like I still have a problem with the first part. I still have a problem with, you would just like a breath sample, because that's as random as it gets.
1: Yeah, and then if you say no, you'll get charged. Right. And the penalty will be
0: the same. Yeah. And I have a problem with that, uh-huh. because if a, and you know, when police say, we don't have the resources to be going door to door, I believe you, and we won't do it indiscriminately. I believe you. But if a police officer's already pulled me over, why, why not? not? And that's, so I still have a problem with the original yeah. part, and I don't want it, I don't want it to get forgotten as Canadians uh-huh. focus on the second uh-huh. part, because I don't like the first part. I, yeah. So, I didn't mean to, I don't want to get everybody all worked up. I just oh, want no, to get it's, that out it's, to, ju-
1: it's just, uh, you know, again, it's one of those things. Read some more about it yeah. and, and, uh, and learn about it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folks out there that will say, okay, well, you shouldn't have one drink and even drive, So Don't worry about it. And it goes back to that. Um, you know what? I, that's the thing, though, Jay. If I've had no drinks,
0: I still don't want to have a sample demanded And I was me.
1: going to say, if there's no reasonable suspicion, if there's no, right. you know... I'd like to be on my way. I'd like to be on my way. And I don't want to, it's. You don't have a choice because either... Right. Because if I say no, I'm going to get charged. And if you say, I'm sure,
0: to the police officer, on what basis on what are basis? you asking yeah. me for a sample uh-huh. of my breath? The answer is, I just feel like Because it. I can. Yeah, because I have the right to. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. Honestly, I'm trying to be as fair here. As I don't think that's fair to police officers either, frankly. Because I think I, I, my suspicion would be that not all police officers are in favor of this. Because this, again, they're always trying to build the rapport between public and police. Mm-hmm. Always. And this just makes them them again. Because to a lot of citizens, it's just like, oh, eh. it's them it's, against us. Yeah, them against us. These police have far more power than they should have. But the police don't decide what their power is. Our governments do. And they've given them this power. And I, again, I would suspect that not all police are in favor of this for that very reason. Uh-huh. It, it probably uh-huh. feels, as citizens, a little unconstitutional to them as well. So that's it. That's my piece. I've said it. I'm leaving. i got to go pack.
1: Just keep in mind, because uh, all of this came, in, uh, came into effect on December 18th. That's right. So it's in effect. Hey, it's 314. Did I mention who tickets today?
0: <laughs> Somebody <laughs> just asked, why are you defending drunk driving? I'm not. Tell me what I just said, that in any no, way defended drunk driving. You totally
1: miss what we were yeah,
0: talking about. I think you might have missed the point there.
1: Um, can I say this, mm. about this? That couple, and we've been talking about it in the news, uh, that Colette and David uh, Steffen, who were found guilty by a jury in 2016 of failing to provide the necessaries of life, yeah. was back in 2012 to their 18-month-old child who died of uh, bacterial meningitis. Uh, they're they appealed the conviction. Supreme Court of Canada has ordered a new trial um, after the Alberta Court of Appeal upheld the conviction. Uh, a judge alone is scheduled to hear their case this summer. Uh, they're now asking for four million dollars. Yeah. Four million dollars in legal costs to be covered by the province, uh, asking for the charges to be thrown out. And if maybe you, you don't remember this, but you're going to, re- you'll remember it as soon as I tell you. They they tried to treat their son's bacterial meningitis with um, garlic, and onion, and horseradish. Yeah. So with homemade remedies, rather than take him to a doctor, we've we've heard the story about yeah, what happened by the time. Uh, that the ambulance had arrived. He was pretty much stiff as a board, that sort of stuff. They eventually did call 911, mm-hmm. but the little guy died uh, in hospital. Um, these two um not planning to apply for legal aid. Uh, as I mentioned, they filed an application to recover the previous court costs of nearly $1 million, plus they want an additional $3 million put in trust, $3 million put in trust to cover their expected court costs for their upcoming trial. They say they're out of money. Yep. Uh, they've liquidated their assets. They don't have anything. And um, yeah, as I mentioned, they 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 want to um, they want to stay of proceedings because they believe the crown, in the case, broke the law in sharing about uh, seven hundred pages of disclosure with the RCMP. Right. Uh, so it's an interesting because
0: to break it down, yeah. what their defense basically is, or what yeah. the basis of their claim is, this that they were convicted, but it was overturned. So therefore, and it was overturned for reasons that will be mm-hmm. put before another judge to determine again, right? So the basis of their argument is, look, it was overturned legally. So therefore, we were not handled properly. And this was our cost of defense. But that's the system, right? So the reason they want the other, that that's 1 million. The reason they want the other 3 million is because they believe they will not be convicted again but it will cost them 3 million dollars to defend their position. So they're sort of asking for an advance on a claim of uh, you know, it, you know, wrongful prosecution. So uh, good luck with that. Defending yourself costs money in in, in a democracy. Perfect. Yeah, that's just I'm uh, sorry, that's just part of it.
1: Found guilty by a jury in 2016. Appealed the conviction, the Supreme Court of Canada ordered a new trial after the Alberta Court of Appeal upheld their conviction. Mm -hmm. Judge alone scheduled to hear their case this summer. Meningitis with garlic and onion.
0: Yeah, they don't live, they've moved now to Nelson, B.C., I Mm -hmm. think. Uh, Don't live in the province anymore. I know that the last uh, court appearance was by Skype or some such uh, technology. Uh, They didn't return to the province.
1: Oh, they actually, they moved to Nelson. They're now back up in Grand Prairie.
0: Up in Grand Prairie now? Uh Okay.
1: Uh, Their four-week trial, retrial, set to begin on June 3rd, you know, but we'll be watching that one very closely because that had a lot of folks uh, up in arms
0: at the time. Hmm. Uh, So, listen, while we're talking about... uh parenting. And I almost want to say on the lighter side of it, but it really isn't. This is a very serious issue or, or situation. We talked the other day about this. Do you remember the mom who was driving and whose two-year-old strapped into a car I seat? do, and Fell out of the back of the car. So the the, the car had turned a corner, the baby, the two-year-old had rolled out of the back seat and landed on the pavement. Somebody coming up behind them um, had a video of it from their uh, dash cam, caught it all. Uh, Mum returned, police, and at that point, no charges had been laid and, uh, you know, everyone was sort of going back to the corners of figuring it out. And at the time, one of our listeners texted and said, oh, bet you what happened is uh, they put the strap over the latch, which is an honest mistake to make, and it will open the door. And I thought at the time, boy, I wonder if that's true. Uh. Now, uh, you, because that would be a possible explanation. Uh, turns out that is not true. So here is what has happened. Charges have now been laid, and here's the reason. Um, first of all, the mother was driving without a license. So she's an unlicensed driver. Uh, Secondly, um, she returned to the scene of the incident, as we reported, or as as we mentioned, I shouldn't say reported, we're not reporters, but as we had mentioned, she after police had responded. So it was not like turned the corner, stopped the car, and drove back. She was gone a while, like Uh enough time for the police to arrive on scene, and she returned without her vehicle. And uh, my guess would be, and again, a guess... She didn't want to return with her vehicle because she's an unlicensed driver, Mm -hmm. so she walked back. But if your child had just fallen out of a car, Mm. would you be concerned about whether or not you get a ticket for not having a license? Anyway, uh, so that's number two. Number three, the police then investigated, as they do, and they determined that her car, a 2004 Honda Civic, is fully equipped to secure a car seat. However... Those restraints had been removed. So there was no strap to get caught in the door handle. Those straps were not present for some reason. Now, whether or not she put the kid in the chair and hoped for the best, she did. So those straps were either shoved down into the seat or they'd been removed. Right. So that's the reason that police have laid a charge. Now, Uh, the latching system, like I say, the uh, the the Honda Civic comes with a latching system. It was not engaged and it was not present, so it was either hidden or or missing. Uh, She's been charged with child endangerment, failing to properly secure a child passenger restraint, and a misdemeanor driver's license violation, which is driving without a valid license. So, yeah. Yikes. So, yeah, she knew that that
1: well, she knew, yeah, she was going to be in a whole lot more trouble.
0: She returned, by the way... With as, her other child. With her other child, which means she's not a first-time mom. Her other child is older. So it's like, well, you've been through this already. Have, mm. Did the other child take all kinds of trips in the back seat of your car without restraint? I mean, it's great that you thought to put her in a child seat.
1: You've, you've got to latch it in. You've got to...
0: Well, you could do all kinds of damage. Hook it in. Uh, the child was is... F- fortunate not to, uh, She had to break hard... Th- yeah. you know, Put it
1: smack in the back, yeah. Right. I mean, if you put the child
0: seating correctly, the back is to the front mm. of the car, but it's still... Anyway.
1: An update on that uh, Stefan case that we were just telling you about, yes. about the $4 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been an update to this. Um, that uh, request to have the legal fees covered was rejected. Uh, as Joel Senek reports, the judge says it was the wrong venue to make the request. Uh-huh. A judge has dismissed an application from David and Colette Stefan to have their legal fees covered. In 2016, the
0: couple was found guilty of failing to provide the necessaries of life in the death of their 18-month-old son, Ezekiel. However, they appealed the decision and were granted a new trial by the Supreme Court. Friday, in a Calgary courtroom, David Steffen alleged misconduct by the first trial judge, Crown prosecutors, RCMP, and Alberta Health Services. He argued the new upcoming trial will be complex and the court should help cover costs for that and the first overturned trial. However, the judge dismissed the application, not on the merits of the arguments, but in the procedures and place. Today's hearing was in Case management, and he
1: says the appropriate venue would be a civil case. The Steffens will be back in court in February. Joel Senek, Global News. There you go, the update on that one. Thank you, Joel. I'm,
0: I'm, you know what? I'm smiling and I feel the need to tell you why. Go And maybe this is totally unfair, but you know what? I'm gone for a week and it'll die down. Did you catch that? He's representing himself. Yeah. So.
1: And you made it in the wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you not get the feeling, aside from the gravity of the situation with the child, which is awful, and and as parents, we're all like, what do you think What the hell? The fact that he represented himself in court, the fact that he prescribed his own, or they prescribed their own remedies for...
1: Meningitis. Meningitis.
0: Do you not feel like this is just the most insufferable? Like, you just, you know what I mean? Like, you just couldn't spend... I feel like I couldn't spend 10 minutes with this guy. Aside from those, I'm saying if I didn't know anything about those... Oh, just beforehand, yeah. yeah, It just strikes me as one of those, I know everything. I'll represent myself in court. In a very complicated case, I'll treat my child's meningitis... With horseradish. With horseradish. Like, just... How'd you like to sit next to that guy on a flight, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying, just one of those... You know what I mean? Like, just, I know exactly... I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. You know, turns out you're not good at any of those. The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.